here we go. From the Steel City, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, welcome to Post-Christian Pastors, the podcast hosted by three pastors that dives into faith, relationships, pop culture, ministry, current issues, and a whole lot more. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome to Post-Christian Pastors. Yep, we are back from the Witness Protection Program where we've been for the last, the last episode, episode 19, happened in October 3rd, I believe, of 2017, three years ago. I am Mark Helsel. Thanks for joining us here on Post-Christian Pastors, and along with me today is... This is John Price. John Price. Good to be back. We're assembling the Avengers back together again. John, I think you're Captain America in the Avengers. Am I? That, <laughs> I think you get to be Captain America. Yes. You're Captain definitely America. the nicest one of us. And then over here is uh, on the Avengers is Groot himself. <laughs> what? <laughs> and be the Reverend Michael P. Arnold. And Michael, you're Groot. Groot, I am Groot. Yes. So well. Uh, that was I all in honor. To be the raccoon. What was the raccoon? <laughs> That's Rocket. I'd like to. That's be all in honor of Black Panther. Yes. Chad Buzz. Mm, moment of silence. Moment of silence for you. Well, uh, good man. Good man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are back. We are back, guys. We are back here on Post Christian Pastors, episode number twenty. Episode twenty. Vente Only three Spanish years Spanish. between episodes. Hey, I mean, we were so provocative, we had to go into witness protection. Yes, we I had nothing. We had nothing to talk about these last three years. Nothing. I mean, it's just been a nothing going on. Nothing to see here. No topic. <laughs> Smooth <laughs> sailing in our country. So, if you've never joined us before, if you've never joined us before on Post Christian Pastors, we are just three pastors. We used to be four. Another moment of silence for Marv Nelson, our dearly departed to Indiana. <laughs> Indiana, Pennsylvania. Moved to Indiana, Pennsylvania. (laughs) So you might hear from Marv. I told Marv that he could, you know, join us. Uh, He said he would for a small fee. And uh, (laughs) of course, course. he's a lead pastor now. Yes, he wrote a book too. Remember that? Oh, that's right. He wrote another book. Wrote another book since 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 the last. Nothing else to do out there. Well, maybe we'll have a recurring uh, a recurring guest moment with Marv. He could be like Stephen Colbert used to be on like the Daily Show. We'll just have Marv show up. So Marv, we love you. Miss you, bud. Uh, we miss you. So we are here, gathered together, for post-Christian pastors. If you wondered what that is, you're like, what are you guys post-Christian? Like, are you no longer Christians but right. still are we a like pastor? Like a bad Christian podcast? Yes, no, that's not us. We are not <laughs> post-Christian. We might be post-Christendom, uh, but we're not post-Jesus. Um, we are three pastors who are just trying to follow Jesus, and I think what you would all agree is a pretty crazy crazy world right now and um and we are back and we're looking forward to being here regularly at least twice a month so we are glad that you've joined us and are part of uh the podcast and follow us and like us Uh, we'd love to be a part of maybe helping you uh walk through these times we talk about all kinds of things we talk about life we talk about relationships we talk about politics we talk about religion believe it or not uh, as a pastor we talk about religion we talk about uh, pop culture, all kinds of stuff. We have guests on. We do not have a guest today because we thought this was enough. The three of us back together yeah. was enough for today, and it gave us some time to uh, to just talk about being back and what that's kind of like. We and, didn't want to uh, submit a guest to right to this, to this craziness. So, uh, so let me ask you guys. Uh, it's been uh, it's been like I said, three years since we were together. We've seen each other since then, but but um. 
in the midst of all that in the last six months or so or five six months we've had this little thing called a pandemic and uh, we've been living in the pandemic so convenient i actually had a question i was going to ask you and then i realized who's here i was going to ask you how bad did your COVID hair get <laughs> <laughs> and then i realized you know what that's the wrong question for this group <laughs> <laughs> at least yes. well mark's me, the only one that really has i, I to do was with. getting close to the mullet i was getting back there uh no i never had a mullet i know well yes you, know, you do it's debatable. Seen, sure it's debatable it was a soccer mullet it's a soccer sure. mullet yeah those are different yeah. than a other mullet it's different than a redneck mullet mm. the soccer mullet's a little different you were allowed back then to have that kind of hair if you were a soccer player that's so, what they think in beaver county for you guys your covid hair probably did not get very bad um mine did it got pretty long that was the longest i think my hair's been mike you have no clue what we're talking about right no, now i was pretty fuzzy i was <laughs> yeah. uh very homeless looking <laughs> john how about you did you get did your covid hair get yeah busy? it actually got uh pretty bad it was uh yeah i had to like cut my own hair because you it did got so bad. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You had better, to do it. better question is how long did you go without a shower i think mine was three to four days <laughs> And nope. I'm like, you I need know. to shower. I think two. I was only yeah, at two. I think two is my three or four. Yeah. I mean, but how many times did you forget what day it was? Oh, oh, that every, a lot. every day, all the time. <laughs> I uh, that happened a lot. So here's what I want. Here's the question I do want to ask you. Not the hair question, but we answered that one too. But uh, what what was one of your top pandemic moments? Like something that happened during the pandemic. Something that's memorable. So, Mike, what about you? Most you have of a my memories of the pandemic um, instill emotions of anger and frustration. So I'm trying to think of a good moment. <laughs> um, like most of my neighbors, though, uh, we started over-investing in our house in backyard. So I did oh, yes, I have trees. seen that. I put a lot of shrubbery in. I think, honestly, the first week of the pandemic, I was so frustrated I planted 13 shrubs wow. in two days. <laughs> I just started digging holes. So you became, sticking, you became a shrub man. I started sticking in them everywhere. But the highlight would probably be I ordered a hot tub and Ooh. got a hot tub. So I've been that is a pretty good in hot water, sit, just sitting back there. Pandemic moment. Just, just, just nice. soaking. So you guys, you're how to come over? Come on over I, for a second. Right. Oh, thanks for inviting us yeah. ever. Maybe, so, I am right now. Come on maybe over. We, maybe we tub. can do our next uh, podcast from, from the, the tub. tub. I love it. Let's <laughs> so it. your house has become your castle. Yeah. It has become your refuge. Backyard, just chilling back there. Some fires. Nice. Sitting in the hot tub. It's Did perfect. the hot tub involve a cigar? No, not yet. No, no cigars, because um, you're a cigar guy. I would not be opposed to that, but <laughs> right. my wife doesn't like it. Ah, my kids, my okay. kids don't like them either. So. All right. John, do you have yours yet? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't from the uh, from right in the midst of the pandemic, but uh, we got to go away um, several weeks ago, uh, rented a little cottage on a lake up in western Massachusetts, and uh, spent about five days on the lake. That was pretty, pretty cool, and it was just our family. Nice. It was fun. Yeah, it was a great time to get away and just have a different. Do you avoid other scene. people? Did you avoid oh, yeah. other people? Oh, yeah. You yeah. kept distance, social isolation. We we isolated ourselves. <laughs> we were literally on an island in a, yeah. in a lake. So nice. yeah, so we yeah. That's safe. Did any yeah. of you socially distance yourself from your kids? Because <laughs> <laughs> you had just gotten so. <laughs> tired of being with them you're like you need to go away you need to go yes you need to go away 
Like it, I mean, it was summer. They could have lived on the back porch or you six know. feet away. Just yep. stay six. I think that's a good rule. Yeah. Forward. <laughs> hey, kids, uh, you need to stay six feet away. And, and there be are quiet. some new rules that Mike is yeah. are, are like life goals for him now. Yes. <laughs> You need to be seen from six feet away and not heard. That's the new. That's the new rule for kids. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that was after about two two and a half months of homeschool. You were losing your mind. Oh. So here's mine. I'm going to give you one. All right. I had I had good moments. I had great moments where we took a couple trips and socially distant things. Went up to Erie. Did some things like those are those are fun. But I, I got to tell you, one of my moments I had during the pandemic. So I, I actually braved going out to Walmart early on, early on in the pandemic. I did have, I, I, I wanted to go out and I had toilet paper, but I thought I needed to get a little bit more. Okay. You're having some issues. Yeah. There. So no, no issues. <laughs> okay. So I'm, so I'm going, I'm going and I'm going down the aisle that's towards the, the front of the store, like the long right in front of the cash registers, just that long aisle. And over by where they always advertise, like they have the products you can buy on TV or whatever, you know, that section that's kind of off between the self checkout and the, I'm not the, that familiar uh, with Walmart as the, you the, are the, as seen on TV. Yeah. Section. Then the cashier, which they never have enough cashiers, even the pandemic, but those people are heroes. They, they were, they were in the midst of the pandemic. Doing this. So I don't in, know if I would call them heroes. So between big, <laughs> well, they went to work and they fed the nation in the midst of, yeah, yes. so got to give them some props. There's yeah. a Kentucky fried chicken in there too. And yes. Don't forget those people. They're the, heroes I mean, well. there's a lot of people who are heroes, but yeah, um, so there's the, they had a shopping cart filled with items. Okay. That would be great during the pandemic. Okay. In the shopping cart. So you could just grab the cart and go with a, no, with a oh. sign on it that said, you know, find these items at Walmart or whatever. And over top of the, over top of the cart, they had a, a thick plastic so you couldn't take sheet. Them. So you could not take it. Yeah. Uh, I see. But I did. <laughs> There was a roll of toilet paper in there because they were completely roll. out of toilet paper. We'd already went to the back and looked. There was a roll of toilet paper in just there. Just one roll? Yeah, just one just roll. Just one roll. One roll. <laughs> no, no, it had four, oh, like okay. one package. Pack. Okay, okay. Pack. And I pulled up the plastic thing. You could just barely get enough enough to get the toilet Maybe paper Maybe we are post-Christian. So, uh, hold on. <laughs> so, I was with my daughter... <laughs> It was like, honey, do as I Dad. say, not as I do. So I was what like, doing. So I was like, honey, it's in the store. It's not stealing. Don't ever steal anything. But I, I took it. I paid for it. You did pay for it. But I paid for it. I did not right? steal it. Were you in your so, pajamas when you made this purchase? No, I was not. I was sweatpants, but not. Yes, you were. And it was. But it was. It was one of those. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Uh, so. Yeah. And I bought it. So that was one of my fond moments, fond memories of the pandemic. That is spoken like a true youth former yes. youth pastor right there. Yes. <laughs> it is better to ask yeah, yeah. for forgiveness. That was than a true permission. youth pastor. I saying. really wanted a toilet paper someone's house during the pandemic. Just <laughs> just cause outrage with a waste oh of toilet paper. Oh my gosh, you ruined Look at this. this. You would have made That's the news. That's a 20 rolls on the, the trees. That would have been the first time that it's TPing like a house ever made the news, <laughs> like the local news. You would have made it. And that would National, have been probably. fantastic. Yeah, that <laughs> would have been fantastic. I would have, I would have been proud of you. Together. If you were, if they, if you showed up on my TV being like, I did it. I did it. I'm sorry. I would have been like, dude, that was epic, epic, epic move. Now we're, we're having a lot of fun with this, but can, can I tell you one, I'll tell you one moment though. I did have that was, that was real serious. One night I was, um, 
laying in bed uh and it was it was late because we stayed up late during the pandemic because there's nowhere to go no, no so we're laying in bed it's like the first two weeks when everything was shut down we're laying in bed and uh my nine-year-old son was uh laying next to me and you know you have those quiet moments with your kids where and he just he just said to me in like a real serious voice he said dad he said are, are we all gonna die mm. like he was like dealing with the fear dealing with the what he was trying to process what was happening and said dad are we are we just all gonna die and he's like dad are you gonna die mm. and it was like this real like just serious moment that we had and so we're having a lot of fun with this where you know we we it is a there, there you have to laugh or you cry but um we're also going to talk about today how do we process this as pastors christians how do we walk through this and uh so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to do that and we're going to kind of start to process through this uh and uh figure out some stuff all right all right sounds good good to have you back guys great to see you guys good to be here with you hope you're enjoying this and uh we'll be back here in one moment on post-christian pastors All right, welcome back here on Post Christian Pastors. Thanks for being with us. Episode number twenty. Uh, we are looking at COVID, the COVID blues, the COVID blues, and looking about what it's like to walk through the pandemic, the pandemic blues, whatever. Uh, and so we're all pastors, um, and uh, there's people the people listening to this who are pastors, or people who are listening to it in ministry, or just you know people serving in their church or whatever, or, or just as parents trying to make it through. So let me, I'm going to add a question for you. We'll start with, uh, we'll start with John on this one. All right. So John, here's my question to you and Mike and myself. If you were a steak, mm. I mean, I like steak. I love steak. I like mm. steak. If you were a steak right now. Okay. Uh, and, and we were on the cooked scale. What would you call that? What is that called? Like, is there a browning scale? What is it called? However well you're cooked. Yeah. And so if you how were on the like how do you want your, done. Yeah, how would you like it at? So if you were on the cook scale, okay, because it's been a rough time pastoring through this. No one's ever pastored through a pandemic that's alive right now, uh, until now. So mm-hmm. uh let me ask you this. So if you were on the cooked scale, mm-hmm. okay, would you be uh rare, medium rare, medium, well done, or just charcoal black? <laughs> and uh and, and why? All right. All as right. a pastor well i think at like right now like right now like right now you could say where you were or yeah you know. well if i was if saying right now i'm probably about a medium well oh medium well yeah. oh yeah medium. i didn't have medium yeah. well on I'm here probably so. about a medium well right now okay why um, well i think you know we're at a i'm at a point where things have kind of gotten into a bit of a quote normalcy of what we've been doing as okay. a church for the last several months right you're outside your we're, church yeah, is we're outside out, we're, yeah we're all outside we all we're yeah all, we're all we're, all of us yeah here yeah. have services online and outside yeah. right yeah. now so it's kind of we've gotten into that and you know and things are kind of now talk to me in a couple of weeks and i'm probably <laughs> gonna be charcoal because <laughs> i mean there's like just so many issues and complexities right. not only of church but of life i mean my kids haven't started back to school yet which they start on tuesday yeah and, next tuesday and so yeah just all those things that are gonna add to the 
So you're like medium well. I'm le- I'm about medium well right now. I think yeah. Medium well. So you're not totally burn up, but you're oh. you're just a little. If you'd asked me if it several months ago, yeah, I would have been. Well, I get it. Well done, <laughs> at least getting close to because <laughs> yeah. close to charcoal. Yeah. Mike, what about you? Where yeah, would I'm you say go another direction? You are as a pastor on the. Uh, I'm going to say I'm raw. Ooh, just okay. completely raw. Oh. <laughs> um, bloody raw. <laughs> You know, well, why is that, Mike? I'd like to know this. You know, just because uh, it has been one of those seasons. Certainly, you could go the other direction, say that I'm charcoal, just completely burnt to a crisp as well. But it has been one of those seasons that uh, um, you just got to be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes thoughts that are, you're having, you need to step away from them. And um, it's been a really, cha- and it's also been really challenging to realize you have zero control. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I realized probably about a month ago that no one really cares my thoughts. <laughs> I'm not going to change anything. So there's no profound post on social media. that's going to change this thing. You mean you weren't, you didn't solve the pandemic You're for not everybody. Gonna, it's not going to be solvable and something. I mean, no, just, not everybody agreed with you about, <laughs> even if they did, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know? And it seems like anything I put out there, half of people agreed. Other people right. like hated it and hated me. And I'm like, huh, Right. Let's not do this. So it is something just to kind of surf, I think, right now, rather yeah. than something to solve. And so I'd say uh, pretty raw. Um, I'm, I'm like you, Jen, though. Like personally, right now, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about to get crazy, though, over the next couple months. And oh, yeah. So, We've yeah. got some good episodes going to come oh, up man. over the next yes. couple months. I, You know, pr- to preface before I answer this, too, like um, I read a – I've been reading articles just about how many – how many um, pastors they believe are going to quit yep. or, or are thinking about quitting I know many, in the, in yeah. the middle of this yeah. who are just, uh, they're fried, they're yeah. charcoaled, you know, they are, they are burnt. I think it's been incredibly stressful. I think also for small church pastors um, in a lot of ways to try to figure out how do you or small, medium, whatever. Uh, and you know, the large churches too, because I think they're not as mobile or as flexible as laying small people churches. off. Yeah. And... So you've got different, things you got to deal with or it's hard to come back together because you might have a restriction wherever you're listening this to to how many people or things like that we're broadcasting from pittsburgh pennsylvania we actually don't have any restrictions uh, as a church we'll talk about that in a little bit we 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 don't have any legal uh restrictions suggestions we have suggestions we don't have to follow but not that you know we all haven't or whatever but But um, so to preface that, you know, just say there's a lot of pastors who are thinking about, you know, calling it quits, yep. like doing something else. I talked to one yesterday who's ready yeah. to quit. Literally, because of mine, he's in ministry and he's he's like, I'm just ready to do something, something yep. else. Right. Because mm-hmm. of all the complexities and trying to uh, navigate uh, deep people's perceptions or people's expectations mm-hmm. uh, and trying to keep people safe, but also trying to be the church and. I mean, there's just all kinds of, or learning new technology or realizing that, uh, you know, they're saying that, you know, even like people who are back to meeting as a church, like a fourth of the people are coming back. So like, you know, if you were a church of a hundred, you're a church of 25 now. And, and just so and that, and that might be a financial problems that might just mean just, just the momentum. You just feel like the rug was pulled out from under you. And there's good and bad in that. We'll talk about that soon. So where I'd have to say, you know, kind of where I'm at, I think, I think early on, especially early on the first 
five weeks of it, four to five weeks, I was pretty well done. I was, I was, uh, trying to do too much. Um, we were, most of us were, we yeah. were zooming and we were like, we were doing hours, all, hours, right. Of zoom. We were doing all this stuff. And then I just kind of hit a wall. I just, you know, I needed somebody to flip me over if I was a steak. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was getting fried, you know, I, I felt like I had those charcoal lines down my back, you know? So I was just, I was just trying to do too much. And I just came to a realization at somewhere around like June, the first week of June, end of May, where I was just like, I need to, I need to disconnect and I need to do what we knew. And we did, we started going outdoor and doing an outdoor service last week of May. So that, that we were still doing a, a ton. We were online outdoor. So I just had to let, I let the rest of it go for a few months. And now, so I would say now I would say I'm kind of like a medium rare. I feel like I feel good. Oh, that's like for me. That's a sweet spot. Medium rare is like that's a little pink still. I'm not completely fried. Yeah, I'm not completely fried. But uh, but there there is stressful things. I'm still stressed out about things, decisions going forward, and things like that. So there's a lot of that. But yeah, I feel a lot better than I felt. I felt in like end of May, June. Mm. So yeah. So yeah. So so we are uh, we are all over the the steak scale. <laughs> Yep. So I know however people are listening to this, you know, I hope I hope that if you are listening to this and you're kind of charcoal and you're kind of burnt um, and you're kind of thinking about giving up, maybe it is time to just take a little step back and maybe not quit, but but just take slow down. Yeah, slow off. down. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with Megan, my wife, the other day, and uh, I don't know. My grandparents used to use this phrase a lot, which I don't think I hear very much to, today you know lord willing like my grandparents used to use that like all the time like no matter what they were going to do lord willing lord willing lord willing and i've just said that needs to come back into our vocabulary and into our like thinking like lord lord willing because everything is just so and i think that's part of you know what you're saying mark is you know we've i think you know with good intentions and things like that we've tried to do so much Mm -hmm. and there's a there's a point where you just have to say you know what I only I only have this much capacity, and the rest is Lord willing. You know, right. just kind of. Yep. Oh, no, it's all Lord willing, but because you, you know, also start playing the comparison game with absolutely. other churches and what they're doing, and yep. and trying to keep up, and you know that was kind of early on. I felt like I felt like somewhat early on too. I felt like everything was going to fall apart, and then you know, I, and so for for me, it's been kind of like also like a letting go and just saying, oh, look, Jesus, this is your church. You know, if you want it to, if you want it to thrive, there's certain yeah. restrictions or capacity limits I have. You yeah. don't, so you're gonna have to do it. You yeah. know, you're, yeah. and and some of that's good. Some of that's really good and rethinking what's important in ministry and what we're doing. And I hope I hope you listening to this, if you're a pastor or ministry leader or whatever, that you feel the freedom to to not compare to other people, to kind of let your to let it go and, and let it in the hands of God and just kind of, you know, just be at peace. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good word for everybody. Like just, you know, remember that, you know, our identity is not in what, in what we do or how well we do it. Our identity is in Jesus. And that, I think that is so crucial right now because there is so much, I mean, whether you've, you know, lost a job or, have less work than what you are used to having or all the different, 
things that are going on in terms of things that have changed our identities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think it's, it's causing a, you know, it's causing a real, um, crisis, um, right. in people and just be reminded that, you know, your identity is in Jesus. The other thing I've tried to do too, is just to give people, um, in leadership, a lot of slack. So whether it's a politician, local, federal, whether it's a pastor, whatever, just try to give people a lot of grace because, again, there's nobody leading right now who has ever led in America in a pandemic. So did people make bad choices and wrong decisions? Yes. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't the time to pile on, whether it's a politician or a pastor or or a local leader or whatever, store owner, whatever. It just wasn't a, it's just not appropriate, I don't think, to pile on to people who are making decisions and you feel like you're in some ways making them in the dark. You're trying to be as, as informed as you can be as a pastor too. You're trying to make decisions for your church along with some other people who are coming alongside you to make those decisions. But you're making it realizing nobody's ever done this before that's alive. And you know, we're like, learning, we're learning every day and i wish that we just had that posture that hey we don't know what's going on we don't know uh really a a whole lot about this virus or how to stop this virus right now and so every day we're learning we know more today than we did a month ago and we're certainly going to know more in a year than we know now and so just having that posture of learning now we're mostly talking today we're we're going to stick on the covid stuff and how the church kind of responds is how pastors respond but you know and giving grace in that moment, but we are living in a time where there isn't a whole lot of grace for people in other areas. There's a whole lot of unrest in our society right now. We're not going to get to that today, but we will mm-hmm. in future episodes. But, but man, I think it is such, we're in such a need of grace right now for each other, mm-hmm. such, such need of just, uh, bearing with each other. As the scripture says, right. Bear with one another in love, you know, uh, and, and I think we're, we got to remember that Christian pastor, whatever, you know, we got to remember to bear with people, uh, in the midst of, of this. So, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and, um, we're going to talk about, well, what should be our response? And we're going to look at somebody who is kind of on a national level is known, and he's been making some statements about, uh, his response and his responses, uh, run up against his state government. And, uh, so we will, debate that we'll talk about that here in a moment so don't go anywhere see you soon post-christian pastors all right welcome back here on post-christian pastors we are talking pandemic COVID we're, edition. We're talking the COVID, the pandemic the, the blues. COVID. The I love COVID. it when the, people call it the, the COVID. COVID. It's like it's like when you call uh, in California the five or the highway, like the ten. I think it's way more redneck than that. I you think it's like <laughs> the COVID. You got the WalMarts, the herpes, the Walmart, the, the Walmart. If you called Walmart the Walmart, I would have a serious problem the with Walmarts. you. There's the Walmarts. It's always plural. Walmarts. I'm going to the Walmarts. I'm going to no. do the Walmart. Here in Western PA, we love to add S's to things it's that don't Walmarts. have S's. It's Walmarts. It's Panera's. Yes. It's you know, all, right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So our good are the people to call it the COVID. <laughs> so the COVID. You got. I always say that to people. You got the COVID. You got the COVID. <laughs> uh, my kids got tested. They were 
they were negative. Um, but yeah, my they, wife's we, been tested. I thought She's my kids negative, had the maybe. COVID. We had to get tested to enter into the state of Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. nice. They stopped you there or what? They could How long have. did they detain you? It was you? a $500 fine per day if you were in the state and did not have a negative COVID test. Did you get to have like a little thing? Yeah. We had to carry with us like a... So you didn't have the COVID? We did not have the COVID. It's good to know. Yeah. Our <laughs> friends at Barna did not have the COVID. Okay. So our friends at Barna uh, just said this recently. Uh, they came out with their... Uh, I thought this was breaking news. I was no, like, it is breaking oh, news. Okay. Our friends at Barna said that one in five U.S. churches are likely to close permanently due to the COVID, okay, yep. due to the shutdowns and the impact of all that. So there are there is this huge debate in the culture about how the church responds, okay, yep. how the church responds, how the church listens to government, doesn't listen to government. It's challenging. Now, our... our uh, prominent guy in the evangelical community um john MacArthur. Mm. um whether you one of them one of them sorry i said i said he's pretty prominent yeah yeah i mean he has his name on a study bible which i kind of have a problem with but anyway (laughs) um you know so i i couldn't imagine having the mark helsel study bible i i think i'm not sure that would get used that oh thank you definitely give that a glance (laughs) but to be honest with you i think i would get i would get up in front of when I died and went to heaven and there's the people that wrote the Bible and be like, really, <laughs> really, really, dude? Well, like you're going to put your name MacArthur on this? MacArthur is probably smarter than all three of us combined. Oh, yeah. No, That's I mean, the guy, the guy's brilliant. brilliant. I'm sure he's brilliant. Um, but I'm just saying I wouldn't I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to put my name John on the study. Bible. John, John, John thinks he's smart. We wish this John was a video <laughs> podcast. You could see John's anyway, wherever I'm you smarter put, than MacArthur, wherever I you, didn't say that. <laughs> Wherever you put your name on the study Bible or not. Um, so John MacArthur, John MacArthur, uh, I can't remember the name of his church. Uh, you know, Grace Community. Grace Community, yeah. He stands up to the California gover- governor, okay, and says, I'm going to reopen my church, okay? Yep. So there's a, there's a restriction in uh, California. By the way, we're in Pennsylvania. We have no restrictions about opening our churches. So just for full disclosure, the three of us, have not reopened our churches uh, voluntarily. We we've done it, you know, to be. We're having services outside. Right. We're not opening yeah. It in yeah. The when I mean opening the building up, we are yeah. all three having outdoor services and online services. The church is not closed. We've never right. closed. All right. Mm-hmm. So, but MacArthur decided to reopen uh, his inside. church inside uh, in defiance of the governor. And we're going to play his words for you right now so you can listen to them. Uh, these are words that he has said uh, very recently. They came out um, after a statistic came out from the CDC. Uh, and you'll hear it. Uh, he says it here. And so let me play this for you. And then we'll come back. All right. So here you go. A lot of things go through my mind as I go from week to week uh, trying to help all of us understand the word of God and something of the seasons in which we now live. I haven't made really any comments about uh, COVID or the lockdown and whatever else is going on in what is called a pandemic. I don't want to offer myself as any kind of an expert, but a rather telling report came out this week. And for the first time, we heard the truth. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, which is the national organization, 
government organization that is to report to us the truth about disease said that in truth. 6% of the deaths that have occurred can be directly attributable to COVID. 94% cannot. Of the 160,000 people that have died, 9,210 actually died from COVID. There is no pandemic. And that's what you've been thinking. We, um, we have the responsibility, I think, as spiritual leaders to be patient until the truth emerges. We've all been suspicious of the fact that um, we've been meeting together now for weeks and weeks and weeks. We don't know anyone who's ill. Nobody in our congregation has ever been to the hospital with this. Uh, it's clear to us the fabrication of numbers because they're including people who had two or three comorbidities. We know all of that. We know there are reasons for this that have nothing to do with the virus. There's another virus loose in the world and it's the virus of deception. And the one who's behind the virus of deception is the arch deceiver, Satan himself. And it's not a surprise to me that in the midst of all this deception, the great effort that is going on is to shut down churches that preach the gospel. So this is not a political speech, by the way. But it does not surprise me that they want to shut down those who preach the gospel because the architects of this level of deception uh, are not a part of the kingdom of heaven. They're a part of the kingdom of darkness. All right, guys, what do you uh, what do you think? There is no pandemic there. <laughs> so, I mean, John's gone all like, you know, not only not only is not only is it our right as the church to open back up, but we're all getting played. OK, right. so we've all been played. Right. And and so what do you think? What, what, do you, what do you think, John, Mike? What do you what do you think with what John had to say or well, or so, just in general? So before we up? get to this, just to reiterate what yeah. we said earlier. We are all trying to do our best yes. in the situation, right? <clears throat> we are all trying to. Hey, John could be right. I'm not so right. So <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. So what we have to say now is not necessarily like we know what's best, and we're right. Right. We're just, we're just giving you our opinion. We're giving our opinion, and we, you know, and what they've done, they've felt as is the best thing uh, for uh, for their uh, community. That being said, yeah. Okay. Um, I love how John does this. Yeah. John John's is like, he's Captain America, right? <laughs> he's really nice, and he's just gonna hit you in the face with a shield. <laughs> so that being said, I, th I I do think that there is a sense in which um, some Christians have taken uh, our the our governments, state and federal, and mm -hmm. um, recommendations and limitations and have equated that to um being um persecuted persecuted right 
And I, I, and I think in that case that they're wrong, right? Okay. I, 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 this is not, you don't feel persecuted. This is not persecution, right? right. Um, it, it ha- maybe has limited some of our freedoms, but that's okay. not necessarily persecution, right? Um, no one has said you can't, uh, speak the name of Jesus. No one has ta- said you can't preach the gospel. No one has said they have you said you can't worship. They, you can't sing. Um, in California, well, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm yeah, playing the it, other side. And I think yeah. that there is something to be said there, right. John. I think that obviously you can take this overboard, but the context is a little different in California than it is in Pennsylvania. That is true. Uh, where there was a lot stronger uh, restrictions on in-person worship and even, even inconsistencies like the casinos have been open since May that I'm looking at right now online in that state. And so <laughs> right. the church was very... Got to um, play your slots, man. Yeah, and I think there's some inconsistencies Right, there. and I think there's also inconsistencies, to your point, agreed, but also in the church. So the, 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 the thinking was, well, if casinos and restaurants and things can be open in this capacity, why can't the church, right? Sure. Well, I happen to agree with that. Line of logic. The but Supreme the, Court did not. The Supreme Court did not uh, in, Nevada, in the Nevada case. But, right. But the flip side of that is okay, if that's what the church's argument is, then the church should actually at least limit themselves to the limitations that are put on like the casinos and things like that. Right. And I think some, some have. Yeah, some have, but MacArthur had, did not. Right. If yeah, we're talking about him specifically. Did he never shut down? No, he did shut down did ri- shut. initially, but when they reopened, it was there were no limitations at all in the reopening of of their services, right? So yeah, and I think there's also kind of like a position of the church is is twofold here, especially in a, this kind of context. Uh, we are called to honor those that are our leaders, and, right? And, um, so I think initially most pastors really lean towards let's honor authority. Yep, let's not right. challenge authority. Um, but the church is also called to hold the, the country and our civic leaders to truth and justice. And there's been times where the church has had to step in in our country, like in slavery and other places, to say this and lead moral causes across our church. So like speak truth to power. Most definitely. And there is a question right now of whether or not what we're hearing is truthful. And so some So the, you're getting played kind some, of— yeah, and some pastors are even thinking, do we have a role to actually hold our civic leaders accountable to uh, to question the agendas that they're pushing through during this time? So you guys know uh, I started a Facebook group one night uh, very early, first day when we shut everything down. I started this Facebook Bad group idea, called Pandemic Pastors. No, it was yeah, actually I, a good I saw, idea. I so we had over like 100 and some pastors who have, who have signed up and – I put some stuff on there, you know, not very regularly anymore, but um, I put something up today, which was an, an article by a guy named Scott Sauls. about been on our program. Yeah, who's been on here about how to respond to the pandemic. And like I, I, I don't ago. have time to read you Scott's thing. I, I encourage you sign up for the pandemic pastors group. But a guy named Greg Manzer, uh, so shout out to you, Greg, responded on this post. And this is what he said, which goes along with what we were saying. He says, Thank you for sharing this article. It beautifully echoes my own heart in months one through five. Okay. The heart of the argument is this statement. When the state is aiming to protect the lives of its citizens, Christians should be the first in line to offer their enthusiastic support. 
Okay. And then he quoted, or didn't, he cited Romans 13, one through seven. Right. Then he wrote, the challenge is that, is that that perspective is becoming more and more difficult for us to reconcile here in California, at least for this pastor. Continued prayers for us all. So I thought his heart, you know, was right. You know, like we should be the first in line to step up and go, how do we be a good neighbor? How do we protect our neighbor? How do we love our neighbor? Because we're called to do that. I mean, your 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 friend next door who isn't a believer isn't called to do that right. by God. I mean, maybe by his civic duty, but but we're called to take care, go above and beyond for our neighbor. But he's saying now that we're in month you know, six and on, it's becoming more and more difficult to honor the authority that's over top of him. Now, we haven't had that issue in Pennsylvania, but I don't know. Has, I, have we? I don't know. I think there's some that find a challenge even with local leaders in the, in the state of Pennsylvania, our governor. Some people find that uh, what we're hearing um, from our local leaders might not be true or at least is agenda driven. Mm-hmm. And especially with, you know, schools and other things as well. And so. Um, so it hasn't gotten politicized or whatever. So that's that, a great question. So so MacArthur makes the statement in the clip that you heard saying there is no pandemic. There okay? is none. So you've gotten played for. It's a bold statement. Yeah, that's pretty bold. Yeah. So for six months, the three of us sitting here as pastors, we've got completely played and uh, COVID. COVID uh, kills uh, his statistic, 6%, 6% died just from COVID. Right. The other 94% had some other comorbidities, two, three comorbidities. And that's how he's interpreting it. That's how he's looking at it. That's how he's coming at it. I mean, what do you, what do you think? I mean, is there no pandemic? Is, is what he said you know, in your mind, I have is a, that, a number of friends in my church and and, and, and also a, your wife works with someone who works in the medical field as well. Um, and so I've had a little bit of insight or at least get their opinions as well. And so, I mean, I think it's a bold statement to say that there's no pandemic. Um, and, and by that, he's saying there never was. Yes. Right. right? I mean, like he's impl- implying there never, ever was a right. pandemic. Because only 9,000 people died from COVID. Right. It seems like a very low number. But if you were to ask me, are the numbers exaggerated? I would say certainly yes. So you would vote there are some exaggerations in the numbers. Significant exaggerations. Significant. And how, how the numbers are counted. And especially you, in nursing home. And right. Skilled nursing facilities across the state of Pennsylvania, in Ohio, and in Florida how those numbers are tallied. And I want to encourage our listeners to go ahead and ask those questions. Do some research. Uh, Look at the ages of people who are dying from COVID-19. Look at how many and what percentage of your states are in skilled nursing facilities. Ask the question on how they get those tallies and how they account for deaths in nursing homes. And so there's some things there that if you start looking at them, you have to start questioning why. In the state of Pennsylvania, when there's one positive test in a facility, every death from that point on is counted as a COVID-19 death, whether or not they're tested or not, just because they... It's assumed. It's assumed. The death is now counted by the county coroner, not by the medical professional that's servicing that facility, the doctor that serves that facility. There's questions we should be asking, why? 
we can be critical thinkers and ask, why is that the way that we're telling those? Every one of those deaths, my wife's facility in particular, has about 10 natural cause deaths a month in, in our skilled nursing home. Um, every one of those now are called COVID-19 deaths, and they're all deaths that hit the CNN ticker at night. Right. As they're coming from the state of Pennsylvania. So just think about what that could be doing to inflate the numbers. Right. It's impossible to know. Right. It's impossible to know what that's doing. But there's definitely the, the positive test rate and the death rate. I would say the data is dirty at best. Okay. It is not clear. And so there's something going on. But but at the really same clear. time, agree, agree. So at the same time, though, like I can. So to make such an audacious statement, I think, is say there is no pandemic. Do I believe it's been played a little bit? Do I believe it's been. Of course, because there are opportunistic people with everything. Certainly. No, whatever agenda they want to push. I mean, the scripture tells us, right? There are always going to be people who take advantage of certain situations for their There's good. people making right. billions Make of People making tests. lots of money. Yeah, right. Follow the money, right? Yes. But, but, they're, um, but on the other side of all this, though, you know, like um, a good friend of mine lost both his parents yes. within three days of each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, my boss, Dean Ward, you know, he lost his pastor friend in uh, New Kensington. Uh, we, I had a parishioner from our other campus who had it, you know, and, and still is recovering. And he got it. He was one of the first people to get it because he went on a band trip to New York City uh, very before they shut everything down. So, man, I had it, a friend who was a pastor and. He's in his 40s, and he got it. Mm -hmm. Went through his family, just ravished his family for a couple of weeks before mm -hmm. he could recover. So there is something real to this thing. Oh yeah. Right. So that that's I think the that's the thing I think that's hard as a um, pastor because you um, are managing or trying to manage all of these perceptions that people in your church have, and we could all probably say we have people in our churches who are all the way on this side of the spectrum. This is all a hoax, you know, like we're all getting played. And then you have people that they haven't left their house for six months because they're, you know, they're scared to death. And it's really hard to find the middle ground, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like when I try to find a spot where like, yeah, I think maybe it's not exaggerated, but it is true. That's like a hard spot to find in, in the pandemic and, right. and anything right now. I feel like if you, try to stay in the middle on any position. It's like one side or the other just pulls you. Or any nuance, you. any yes. nuance of an argument. Mm -hmm. There is no it's, nuance of an argument. It's hard to stay in the middle and just say, I'm kind of figuring it out. Right. I think that's one of the things that's hard to see and hear like what MacArthur said, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because, you know, it elevates, I mean, as we said, he's he's a well-respected Pastor. Oh, a lot of people. A lot of people listen follow to him, right. right? And so it elevates what he says to a point of like truth. Gospel I mean, he, truth. He even said, right? He even said, "This is the truth." Yes. In that clip, we are finally told the truth. We are so. finally told the truth, and so then it casts aspersions on every other pastor, every other church, every other Christian, every other person who doesn't. Or has chosen something else, Who another doesn't path. Agree with that interpretation. It's an authoritative claim. Yeah. Right. And so it, it it's actually harmful, right? It's it's like yeah, I think to Mike's point, to find where we can 
you know, new have nuance and to have this discussion and 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 help people, that's mm-hmm. not helpful, right? That's that mm-hmm. that's not helpful. And, and and quite frankly, I mean, um, from what I can from what I understand, um, having a little bit of uh, background in in biology as my undergrad and talking to folks about about that CDC report. Right. I mean, it's what it's saying is that. Six percent of people died just presenting with COVID. Like they were perfectly healthy. They had no other. They had no other conditions, right? But that if you have a pre-existing condition, you're likely going to die from it. Yeah, it can be pretty <laughs> right. That's, right. What, that's basically what that report is saying, right? If you and, have, and those people are have as much dignity and value and worth as everybody else, right? So well, right, it and a lot of those people died when they didn't have like. If they hadn't gotten COVID, right. they'd still be alive. Right. right? So my 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 so that's the th- yeah. My friends' uh, parents both died. Uh, one of them died, uh, who was in a nursing home, and and the other, and she had Alzheimer's, and she was at the end of her life. Right. I mean, like you were saying, right. there are people that die in nursing homes right. every, every day, day right. every month. Right. But his dad would still be alive. Yeah. Right now, if there was not COVID, he was eighty some years old, right. but he'd still be alive. Right. You know, so. So if it's shaved one week or 10 years off of somebody's life, it's still right. valid. Right. It's still, it's, it's still worth it's a loss. Of a tragic it's loss a loss, yeah. right? Yeah. People have dignity, value, worth. Right. It's a loss. And so we should care about that. We should, we should, um, as Christians, you know, I, I think we have to help people, uh, walk through this. Um, even, you know, I'm, I mean, it's, even if you are getting played, right? Okay, like people who do the right thing and love their neighbor and love strangers and love others, they're gonna get played sometimes. That's yep. just the way. That's just the way it is. Right. I mean, you you didn't get played in God's eyes right. because you did you did what you were called to do. Right. And but in and whether someone was taking advantage of your kindness or your love or you shutting down your church if that's if people are taking advantage of that okay it's going to happen right. but we also should hold to the promise that nothing will ever stop the church right you know jesus said i will build my church and the gates of hell the wow. gates of hades will never overcome it so there is nothing that will stop the movement that jesus started will people play with it will people abuse it absolutely yep. that's that's part of it in some churches as they are today might not advance on they right right end but the kingdom of god will right roll the on. specific <laughs> church right yes right. and so yeah it's definitely an interesting time to navigate for sure what so what to wrap this up what do you feel should be the response of the church i mean i think we do have good examples like when the plague hit the Roman empire, you know, um, the church, the church back in, I think it was 140 something AD or whatever the church, or maybe a little later, I can't remember, but the church stepped in cared. Which, which plague are you talking about? Yeah. Well, it's pick a plague, (laughs) pick a plague, but, but you know, the, but the, the church, the Christians stepped in while everybody else ran and they cared for, those who were not even their family and they lost their lives. And so I think there's a pattern there that, you know, that we might find some guidance from, but what do you guys think? Like how should the church 
respond and now we've kind of the three of us have kind of all responded very similarly similar i can never say that word we've all responded somewhat the same with you know voluntarily closing down our our in-person services moving online doing other creative stuff zoom or outdoors we're now all outdoors but but what is where do we go from here where, I mean, where do we go how do we respond it will be it will be a challenge for sure i think for all of us to shepherd our people back in i mean we've all talked about this we're going back inside and what does it look like for inside worship and that's in that's a shepherding kind of skill pulling our people back in i i know that the there will be probably a less of a percentage of my congregation that's ready to come inside week one but that's part of my role as a pastor and as a leader is to shepherd those that are ready and just to evaluate what's going on are we safely gathering are we are we at a safe place is this okay and then continuing to encouraging our, our congregation to to take those steps back into what was mm-hmm. uh, normal in safe ways. The thing that you're going to be out. You're going to be out there in January, Mike. You're going to have icicles hanging off maybe you. Maybe Siberian <laughs> worship. I, I think the thing Siberian that Siberian worship. I love that, it. The thing I that love kind it. Of bothers me about MacArthur is the recklessness of just saying this is true, saying it with the authoritative with authority of God behind it because mm-hmm. he claims the authority of God from Scripture. In saying we're starting right now without any kind of like you put your congregation at risk. Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> yeah, you really can potentially put them at risk. So right. I think doing it in a responsible way where right. you lead your congregation back inside with precautions. Right. And then evaluate week to week what's going right. on and making sure that you're protecting your people mm-hmm. spiritually, certainly, that's our job, but also physically right. as we enter as we try to move Right. Do you, do you think do you think evangelicals in particular like MacArthur are wrecking their their credibility in the the larger world by these pronouncements of uh certainty in the midst of all this uncertainty? Do you think do you think do you think that evangelicals are hurting themselves with comments like that? Like this over authoritarian certainty. I don't know. It's a. I don't know if I would say that he's wrecking his credibility. It's a voice, and he has the right to express his sure. thoughts in his voice. Right. It, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think that's part of what's a challenge about this time is if you express your voice and it's outside of maybe what popular opinion is, you get crushed personally. So I don't want to do that to the man. Um, it's his voice it's his right. opinion right. his thoughts right. he certainly has done an unbelievable job leading a church and being a biblical scholar throughout his life and so there's a lot that we can look at his life and say that's that's really respectable so we're back to more grace we need to give more grace to everybody well, it's not the way that i would do it to right. me it feels a little reckless but um and does it wreck his credibility maybe in some people's eyes but that's 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 going to happen that is good. I do opinion. think the point that you made is really helpful. You know, there. I mean, there needs to be the understanding that this is his personal opinion, right? Mm-hmm. That's how he should have stated it, not because I mean, this is God's. This opinion. is. I mean, he <laughs> he he comes just shy of saying, "Thus saith the Lord." Thus saith the Lord, right? right. 
um, and he comes just shy of that. Right. If people aren't discerning enough to know that he comes just shy of saying that, <laughs> they hear him saying, thus right. saith the Lord, right? Sure. And so that's where I think we have to be really careful. But isn't that the danger always of just following Oh, sure. A leader, whoever he is. Absolutely. Whether it's perfect. Every one of us. Whether it's, yeah, whether it's a pastor or a politician or whatever, it's the danger of throwing all of your allegiance. Right. I mean, other than Jesus, throwing all of your allegiance onto one person is is a little scary. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think that's the thing is how do we, how do we balance that? Right. I mean, going back to that study, what it, I mean, that study actually is good news and bad news. I had this conversation mm-hmm. with somebody on the phone last night who I posted on, on Facebook and he called me and he's like, man, are you mad at me? And I'm like, no, not that mad at you. <laughs> but but I, I just want to say, great, that's a, that was a great example of how we should engage on social media, right? We should actually like follow up with people. Call them. Yeah, call them, text them, meet you know, them. yeah, meet them. But anyway, so. Not start the ongoing right. just battle. <laughs> right. Just keeps yeah. going. And it was and it was great. We had this conversation and you know, he was looking at it through this is great news. Like if you're if you're completely healthy, you have a very low chance of, of dying. Right? Chance of living. Of living. And I was looking at it from Oh, well, you have a better than ninety four percent. Right. You have ninety nine point something. Right. But according to the study, right? But according to the study, right. it's people that die. Right. Yeah. It's people only focused right. on people right. that die. Right. But and then but then the other side of it, which was I was looking at, I was like, Well, if you have a comorbidity that's, I mean, you are. Right, it's a scary time, right? <laughs> it's, a it's a scary, scary time, time, right? And so how do we help our people through that, yeah. right? How do we as pastors, how do we as Christians think through that? It's like, and here's the other thing too. I, you know, pastoring has been interesting. Like, I I think I know a lot about my people, right? Mm-hmm. But I've found out a lot of people in my church that I didn't know of have comorbidity problems i had no right. idea because they didn't share yeah right, they, they didn't, didn't share, share before and now i know because they're like oh, i'm not coming i'm not gonna be there and i'm like oh i n- didn't know it's like yeah nope. yeah they're, and they're like oh yeah normally it's not a big deal and again we have to get outside of what's best for me like what's best for me might not be staying at home as a 25 year old i'm not a 25 year old but but what <laughs> you, might you, you know you dream you were a 25 yeah i could dream sure about not. it but 25 year old could say hey i'm a, i'm not going to do this because my 75 year old you know grandfather grandmother, grandmother yeah. i need to this is this is right this is die to yourself right this is a jesus call to die to yourself and i don't i'm not gonna be arrogant enough to sit in here and tell somebody what that exactly looks like for them sure. but it's something that we should be thinking about mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's part of our job as pastors to help people walk through that if nothing else by example right in terms of how we think through just the ministry of the church like um and and, and leading that in that way and even if you think you're getting played oh i mean as pastors, Did we you? all know we get played all the time by people who maybe you know have right. have a need that they're asking for I help with. The, I call the pastor face. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they give you this face. You're like, I don't think you're as nice as you are to me to everybody else. Yeah. Right. But I mean, did I mean if you in some sense Jesus got played, right? He allowed himself yeah, he allowed to himself, yeah. he allowed himself to suffer under the mm. under the. Uh, injustice of other of others mm-hmm. you know he 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 allowed himself to oh, to sure. walk that road yeah. knowing that their motives were evil knowing that their motives were not pure mm-hmm. and so man when you follow that kind of savior 
it's it's a tough road it's it's a tough road it's not and this is what i've always said it's not a right or left road it's and it's not even even since you said i know what you mean but you said like the middle ground right it's it's it i don't even look at it so much even as the middle ground i look at it as a new way mm-hmm. you know so like i've always said this about myself like when it comes to like conservative or liberal you know like like you know i feel like sometimes i'm too liberal for the conservatives and too conservative for the liberals and i think the way of jesus is a not somewhere in the middle of that not somewhere in the like well where are you i'm a moderate no i i don't think i don't think it's that i think it's a whole the jesus calls you to a whole other way right. and in the midst of a pandemic to look at everything and go, what is the other way? What is the, what is the way that Jesus would call me to here? Not what the conservatives are saying, not what the Republicans say, not what Democrats, whatever, however you want to break it down. Not what this person says, that person, but this is, I'm trying to figure out the Jesus way in the midst of it. And it's always the hardest way Mm -hmm. because if you sell out to one of the side or the other, you'll find plenty of followers, but to walk through that other way is tough. Well, hey, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're going to do something fun. All right. We're going to have a little fun. That was real serious, man. Oh, gosh. That was the most serious I've been in in uh, five months or whatever. So, like, you, you're bringing me down, Mike. No, it's good. No, that was good. No, it was good. It was a good discussion, everybody. Great discussion. I hope uh, you continue that discussion with others. We'll be back in one moment. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a little fun. All right, we're back here on Post-Christian Pastors. Guys, time to have some fun to wrap this up. You ready? You ready to have some fun? We like to play games here. We always have a game. Well, I do, so sorry. Uh, here we go. We're going to play a little Would You Rather. How many of you guys love Would You oh, Rather? Man. Would You really Rather. curious to see what you got. We're going to play. They, yeah, by the way, the guys do not know the Would You Rathers I picked. Yeah. So uh, they're totally, totally spontaneity, spontan, spontaneous, spontan, whatever. That's Beaver County. <laughs> Beaver County coming out. Uh, this is the pandemic version of Would You Rather. All right. Let's pandemic. We're playing Pandemic Would You Rather. Okay. So cue the music if it's already going. Uh, but here we go. During the pandemic, which one would you rather watch? Were you Tiger King or were you The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? All right. Which, which documentary were you watching? Mike. Both. Both. I both. did them both entirely. Mike, st- Mike starts us started, off big. I started into the Tiger King. It gets dark, man. It, you lose brain cells. Yes. About episode like three. So here's. You're like, morally, I'm becoming a different human being. <laughs> so here's my connection. I've been to I'm Big sure. Cat Rescue <laughs> in, in Tampa, Florida. That's where I lived. And I went to Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. That's the Beaver County coming out. All right. So you get a chance to see a tiger, you take it. John, what about you? Uh, tiger last, King? Last Dance. Last Dance? Sure. Yeah. Tiger King was actually something that kind of piqued my interest, but... My wife had already listened to a podcast, like one of those true crime podcasts yeah. about it. She's like, I already know what happens. So There's a TikTok so. that my kids keep repeating about Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> it's like killed him, whacked him, something, oh, something like that. Like fed him to the tiger. I don't know. It's oh, crazy. Geez. Anyway, I, or we could have said Cobra Kai. Any of you watch Cobra Kai yet? I have not. It's on my Cobra Kai. I haven't watched it, but I'm it's looking forward to it. It's on my queue. I think Danielson cheated. Did you know that? Do you know Johnny? Oh. Johnny got Johnny. Johnny this is the great injustice of the world. Johnny got 
point deducted for kicking Daniel in the head. Well, what did Daniel do to win? Kicked him in the head. Yeah. Anyway, so. I think the referee was just like, that guy's a jerk. That guy's a jerk. <laughs> You're losing. As you say in Pennsylvania, All right. a jag. All right, here we go. Number two. Number two. During the pandemic, were you a hand sanitizer guy or a soap guy? Which one were you more drawn to? John. Uh, soap, just because we couldn't buy hand sanitizer. Oh, that's, John was making his in the back, like making moonshine. I just still, I just like a <laughs> John had a side business going on in his church. He set up, they were closed down, but he set up in the sanctuary. He had, <laughs> he was blessed, making blessed hand sanitizer. Yeah, wasn't making moonshine. He, him and Jim Baker were <laughs> making the COVID killer. So I, um, Mike. I was talking about this with a friend last week, how much we wash our hands and use hand sanitizer less now than we did. You know, when we were starting, it was like hand sanitizer oh, all yeah. the time. I don't know. Or which one are you voting for? I don't know when the last time I used hand sanitizer. So was. you're going soap. I'm going soap. All right. That's I'm going right. hand sanitizer. I never used to use either one of them. Uh, <laughs> 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 now I'm hand uh, sanitizer. I was spreading the COVID. I was spreading the COVID <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Super spreader. That's me. All right. So number three, outdoor dining or indoor dining during the pandemic. Outdoor dining or indoor dining. Mike. What do they call it? Alfresco? Yeah. Alfresco. Yeah. Alfresco. What do you say? You're going outdoor dining? I am. I'm outdoors. Yep. Outdoor all the way. Outdoor all the way. I don't think I've even been to indoor dining in the last five months. I think I've been all outdoor. the first day that... You could eat in Pennsylvania and go to Denny's and eat inside. Oh, <laughs> Grand Slam! You get COVID just for I walking did, in I Denny's. Did the Grand Slam you get, by myself first morning. I'm you, like, I'm getting, I'm getting some you got COVID just for walking in there. That was like a year ago. You didn't even. That was before there was COVID. You got COVID for walking in Denny's. That's no, about as yeah, but I did. You know what I did see? It's not on here. I should have put it on. But Long John Silver's is now delivering through DoorDash, so you get. I mean, there is something to say about Long John. Yes, or a colonoscopy. All right, here we go. Number four. All right, here we go. Number four. Uh, during the pandemic, were you Hamilton or Bill and Ted's New Adventure, or whatever it's called? Bill and Ted's came out. Face the music. Bill it and Ted. It just came out. It just came out. So, what would you rather, Hamilton or Bill and Ted's? Which one, Mike? I've done Hamilton. So All right. Hamilton, so we enjoyed it. All right. So you're Hamilton. Yep. I've. Go ahead. We watched Hamilton as well. My family had all seen it when they came to Pittsburgh. You're allowed four tickets. We got four tickets, and I was the guy who took the bullets. Yes. Talking a uh, Captain America. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> the one captain but uh so but here's the funny part so about two weeks ago we were about maybe two or three weeks ago we were like oh what movie should we watch and i was like we should watch bill and ted's excellent adventure i had no idea they were coming out with a new one yeah and so we watched bill and ted's excellent adventure the kids loved it and then like literally like two days later a commercial came on for bill and ted face the music like what is this real (laughs) i was like nice that's right way to go way to go super dad (laughs) Captain America does it all right. Love it. All right. Uh, number, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Number five, Zoom or Facebook Live? Mike, Zoom or Facebook Live? Zoom for me. Zoom. Yeah, were you Zoomed out? Yeah, Zoom is, is great for what it does, but man, ooh, it sure it does wear you out. It's Zoom. It's like yeah. Poltergeist. Put your hand on the screen. Remember that movie? Like... <laughs> 
they're here. Like, <laughs> sucking the life out of you, Zoom. Absolutely fell asleep in Zoom. Oh, gosh. Like, woke up, the meeting was... That's why, that's why Mike's looking for a job. All right, so... Every time I get on Zoom, I felt like I was in the episode of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, number six. Number six, sweatpants or no pants? John. <laughs> sweatpants or no pants? How many how many times did you go out to get the mail with no pants on? Zero. No late night, no, no pants. No, but I did wear shorts a ton. Even when, like back in March and, you know, when it was... Because I wasn't going outside. So you're going shorts. You're going shorts. shorts. I made a joke, actually. The first... Uh, I think the one of the first Sundays that we were back outside, I was like, well, it's the first time I've worn pants in a long time. <laughs> Mike, sweatpants or sh- no pants or you shorts? Know, I was wearing shorts uh, with a button down. I literally had them like, laying on the chair in my office. And so I nice. Every one of them. People were paying attention. They recognized there was like one each week. Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for sweatpants. I wore a lot of sweatpants. Some no pants when I went to my car late at night. Uh, when nobody was up. Just, just the boxers. So, so box, so box. It was at two o'clock in the morning. So boxers and stealing toilet paper. That was my pandemic. All right. So here we go. CNN or Fox? John, if you're turning on, you gotta watch something. CNN or Fox? Two different realities. BBC. <laughs> All right, BBC. Mike, keep this going. I, I started CNN, gravitated to Fox, tried to go back and forth, but it's just so frustrating. Right. Up. So like, you're going what? None. Just horrible. Yeah. So I, if I were to have to watch one now, it'd be Fox, but. I try to watch both. It's nice. I'm going to vote for all local. I don't even watch either one of them anymore. I can't take it. All right. So uh, would you rather during the pandemic graduate college or graduate high school? Which one, if you were graduating, which one in 2020 would you have rather graduated high school or college? We'll start with John. I'm going to have to say high school, even though it would totally stunk that you didn't get all of the senior year stuff. Yeah, the 13 years of going to school. Graduate. Or for Mike, 18. Graduate but- from college <laughs> without the hope of a job. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike. High school. I was saying, logically, that would be the same thing. You know, like prom, graduation, high school. Those are good memories that you, you don't get. Yeah, you just lost them. At least you got a great, like, one of some of our churches in the I'm going to pay 40 grand to sit at home and look at my Zoom. 40 grand for Zoom. I would say I would say high school grad too because college grad, we're, you're from all over the place and you didn't get to see all those people like you graduated. I can't imagine leaving college like in March and not going back for graduation, not being able to say goodbye, not seeing all these people. At least high school, everybody's there. You all live in the same neighborhood and stuff like that, neighborhood. So that I would definitely vote high school grad. All right, would you rather do online school or online church? Pandemic, online school or online church? Mike. Well, we're getting there. Hold on, we're getting there. Right. I'm like, okay, it's better than nothing, but it's, someone just said it's like, standing, it's like seeing a picture of a grand team versus standing on the rim of a grand team. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So, you know, I would say, uh, I think 
I'd still rather do my church in my way. Let's go. All right. John. Uh, as a parent, <laughs> I'd rather do online church than nice. online school. Yeah. All right. Nice. I'm going to go online church, too. It's a lot shorter than online school. All right. So I'm going to go for that. All right. Last part. Last part of the pandemic. Would you rather, in 2020, would you rather take the giant meteor or an alien invasion? Which one to wrap up 2020? Giant meteor or alien invasion? Mike. Yeah, you're good. Will Smith, here we go. Independence Day. John? Yeah, definitely aliens. I mean, we might get some cool stuff out of it. Nice. I'm going all aliens. I'm going all in. I'm going all in. Alien invasion. Bring it on. Here we go. Well, that was Pandemic Would You Rather. Good job, guys. That wraps up this episode. Finally, after three years, we are back here on Pod pod christian pastors that's what i almost said post christian pastors pastors. we are back hey tune in to us we will hopefully be here at least a couple times a month don't you're not gonna have to wait three more years so we'll be covering different topics different things like that uh so be with us uh check our facebook page follow us i believe we'll have like an instagram page up soon and maybe a twitter all that stuff so listen to us on your podcast platform of choice and uh that's it guys let's wrap it up mike final words great to be with you and great to be back nice john yeah this is fun looking forward to more yep thanks guys for the conversation all right guys we'll see you later thanks for tuning in here on post christian pastors and as marv used to say we out